New Vision is a church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and it is passionate about people getting in the scripture. Thank you for joining us as we step into this scripture reading through the book of Galatians. Welcome back to our Galatians podcast. We're in day nine with Nikki Tig reading through Galatians five. That's a long passage, Nikki. Yeah, it's all right. We got this. Yeah, you do. Welcome <laughs> back. We're excited that you're here. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. And before you say that you're not creative, <laughs> I believe you are creative. Everyone is saying this. So uh, oh. here it is. In what ways are you creative in your personal life or ministry? That's kind of uh, the question I keep asking. And I, and I believe we're all creative. I think that like systems is a creative thing, finding problem solving. You have creative problem solving. You have um, art, singing, there's drawing, there's writing. Um, Nick said he is creative in the way that he speaks. So, you know, he his words are creative. So uh, I know that you are a creative person. I have my opinions on some of the ways that you're creative or a way that you're creative. Um, but I would love to hear how you are either a creative in uh, parenting, personal life, in ministry, in any way. Just share with us what you got. Top of your head. Well, I do think I'm, I'm not great at it, but crafting type okay. of things. I do like to do that. Um, so I guess I'm creative with that because a lot of that stuff costs money. So I know how to be creative on a budget. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I like it. I like it. Well, here you are. You're reading uh, Galatians chapter five. What version are you reading from? What version of the Bible? I have NIV. NIV. All right. NIV Galatians chapter five, verse one through 26. Nikki, take it away. All right. Verse 1 starts with, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace, for through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You are running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. Verse 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. 
If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. That is a lot, <laughs> and it is all awesome. And I just want to break this down. Uh, there's well, it's already broken down uh, a couple of parts in this in this letter. So uh, part one starts with the freedom in Christ. So Paul is writing to the Gentiles who are being told that they need to obey Jewish laws in order to be saved. Uh, the first part of the chapter starts off with a message that Christ has set them free. It's, I heard her pastor say it in this way, you have been set free to live free, and I love that. And although this was his message to them, it's our message, it's a message for, to us as well. Uh, they were trusting the law and circumcision and all these other rules for salvation. And honestly, many times we make up a list of rules that we're doing to try to perform and earn our salvation, which is impossible. Uh, so Paul says it over and over again, just to get the message across that they are free in Christ. But also, he adds this piece of wisdom. Uh, don't use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature. And that's just kind of our natural bend is to sin. Uh, we don't have to be taught how to do that. That's just something that we naturally do. But um, while it's true that God has way more grace than we have sin, it is not an excuse to live the life that God so graciously gave us to do whatever we want. We are not to indulge in uh, sinful desires. And Paul knows that by us indulging in these sinful desires that we're likely to harm other people. We in, when we sin, a lot of that sin is committed against other people. So he's, he's warning, uh, warning us, which is why I think it's cool that this section of his letter is summed up with further instructions. Serve one another in love. Love your neighbor as yourself, which sounds so great. But let's be honest, it's hard to do, <laughs> uh, which is why I love that the next section of the letter points to us living by the Spirit. And he tells us in verse 16, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Then he lists some of the things our flesh desires, uh, sexual immorality, impurity, uh, idolatry, jealousy, envy, all these things. But then he follows that by listing the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
And if we're being honest, sometimes we treat the fruit of the spirit like trail mix and we just pick the ones we like best, um, (laughs) which is not a great way to live. But also I'll say it's the fruit of the spirit, not fruits of the spirit. It's all one and it all comes from the spirit. Mm, So us as believers, we all have the Holy Spirit inside of us. So we already have this fruit in us. Now, no, it's not our natural tendency to always be patient and always be gentle and always have self-control, but we are to lean on the Spirit for help. A lot of times we beat ourselves up because although the fruit of the Spirit sounds great, it sounds like a lot of work for us to do on our own because it is. It's work that we can't do by ourselves and we are called, we are encouraged and invited to rely on the Holy Spirit. And I know even saying, uh, talking about the Holy Spirit, some people have different um, realities when it comes to the Holy Spirit and may think of, you know, it's con- being confused about the Holy Spirit and he's not weird, he's not creepy, but the, con- the Holy Spirit is sweet. He is a guide. He is here to help us. He's very real and very present. And we do need to acknowledge and rely on him. And um, I mean, sometimes you may think, well, how do I do this or what does that look like? And something that stuck out to me in these uh, in this passage, verse 16, it says to walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 25 says, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. So just thinking about how he's very real and very present and how we bring him into our day, we walk with the spirit, we keep in step. And in his perfection, he's not running ahead of us saying, run faster, do more, hurry up. Like he's not ahead of us. We have this daily invitation to walk with him. And that doesn't sound like trying. It doesn't sound like striving. Um, But as believers, when we submit to the guidance of the spirit, we grow spiritually and it becomes more natural for us to express and show the fruit of the spirit. And just to wrap up, I love that this chapter how this whole chapter flows, it starts with reminding us of the freedom that we have, and it closes with life by the Spirit. And there's such irony in this, and it just tells us that freedom begins when we surrender to the Spirit. Mm, That's good. That's very good. Nikki, thank you for your time today. Really, really appreciate you. And tomorrow is our last day through the Galatians plan. We're going to be with Dixie. Guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.